And now for something completely different. A radio show about books. Didn't think it through at all. Inconceivable! <laughs> yes, the show's serious. That's totally a thing. Thank you. Tarzan of the Apes. Brought to you from out the pages of Edgar Rice Burroughs' immortal book. Oh, wow. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. And now for your host, Daniel Thompson, a completely underqualified buffoon who has no idea why he's here in the first place. And all were amazed and said, this guy is really good. Do you do children's parties? Hello from the other side. <laughs> that was a little bit creepy and also revealed that I have in fact listened to the new Adele album, which I don't feel good about admitting, but it's true. I have the new Adele album and it, it's, it's pretty good. Anyway, we have again today a very special guest for you, one who was here last Monday and who is here again today, Sharon Hink who is an absolute joy to have on the show. Oh my gosh, Sharon is so nice, so much fun. And we're going to be talking about things today, kind of, sort of-ish. Actually, we're mostly just playing a game today. We've got a game coming up, and it's going to be really, it's going to be a lot of fun. You all are going to enjoy it. So kick back, grab some popcorn or the homeschoolish snack of your choosing. I don't know, what, what do homeschoolers eat now? Is it mostly, like, organic nuts and frozen organic fruits or is it evil to freeze organic fruits now i don't even know grab something to eat or drink some non-caffeinated beverage and enjoy sharon hink very serious writing show that's how we roll we've had one yes what about second breakfast just drink i like it another the very serious writing show Starring our very special guest, Sharon Hink. All right, Sharon. Well, hey, I want I want to hear about your new book. Tell me about your new book. You just published it this year. My my new book, The Deliverer, really shows a character who's lost all her roles. She was she was a songkeeper, so mm -hmm. she was a spiritual leader among her people. And through the misadventures that happen, she loses that position, she loses her memory, she loses everything that gives her an identity. And so I love challenging people to explore that question, who am I when all my roles are taken away? You know, I, th you know, I think I'm a business leader, or I think I'm a teacher, or I'm a mom, but now my kids have grown up. Who am I now? Who am I when the roles are stripped away? So that's that's one of the themes for um, for In the Deliverer. But yeah, I love it when I hear from a reader who says, I needed to read this story. It spoke to me. It changed me. So, yes. And The Deliverer just came out this year. So, like, this, yes. is, this is a recent thing. Yes, just came thing. out a few months ago. Just yes. In July. So, yeah. Now, is it the type of thing where someone could jump in on The Deliverer, or do they need to read the Restored series? Um, I, I tried to write it so that you could pick it up and dive right in and, and be able to follow what's going on. But I think it'll have more impact and you'll have more fun if you've read the first stories because, you know, they are sequential. So the things that happen in the fourth book, 
It helps if you know a few of the things that happened in the earlier books, but it's not necessary. So mm-hmm. people can certainly just grab the deliverer, but if they want, or you know, the other option, grab the restorer for free on Kindle, and then jump to the deliverer if they want to. Yeah, that'd be a great way to go about it. Yeah, because then you get at least a taste of it and you understand the story world. Mm-hmm. Now, hey, I didn't tell you this, but uh, we're going to play a game. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. This is a game. This is a game of log lines. Oh, dear. This is going to be very fun. They don't know. Don't don't worry. This shall be very fun. This is this. This is how this is going to go. Um, I have created titles for possible sequels to your Restorer trilogy. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> hey, before you start, I have to tell you, my oldest son, when we decided on titles for the original series, and it was The Restorer, The Restorer's Son, The Restorer's Journey, he said the fourth book should be called The Restorer's Second Cousin Twice Removed. That's one of my titles. <laughs> <laughs> great minds think alike. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do with this game is uh, we'll, we'll start out easy. You'll just give me uh, the one sentence log line for the first three books, and then uh, and then I'm going to pitch you titles minus the second cousin twice removed. Uh, you're going to pitch. I'm going to give you the title, and then you're going to have to give me a one sentence log line for what the story would look like based on the title. Okay. You I'm really you... bad at this. Oh, can, it'll be fun. You can ask my publisher. We had so many emails going back and forth when we were working on a log line for the deliverer. He, and he kept saying, yours are too long. <laughs> well, that's just the first thing that comes to your mind is what okay. we're looking for here. Okay, okay. So, okay, so the restore. What's the log line? Um, okay, I'm cheating and looking at my old covers. In a fierce struggle for survival, don't mess with a mom. Nice. Okay. Restore son. Chosen to save a people called to serve an enemy. The Restorer's journey. His choices have the power to save or destroy. These are great log lines. Do, do, do. I don't... <laughs> the Restorer's mother-in-law. <laughs> really don't mess with a mother-in-law. <laughs> the Restorer's next-door neighbor... Uh, next door neighbor Jorge. Um, swords clash in the night, and um, neighbors cheer. <laughs> I'm sorry, I told you I'm bad at this. That's okay. It'd be funny if that, like, the crux of it was like the neighbors tell you to cut the noise down. <laughs> keep it, keep it down over I there. Have, I have to tell you when. When I was at ICRS, which was a, is a large Christian book selling conference. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were going out, a bunch of Christian fantasy authors were going to go on a book tour, and we started out at ICRS and had a big book signing there, and we all wore baldrics and swords and cloaks for the book signing. Oh, that's cool. And afterwards, I had to go back to the hotel. My husband and I were walking out to the bus, the public bus, which would drive us to the hotel, (laughs) and there was a security guard kind of watching as people got in and out of the bus to the hotels, and he stopped me very concerned that I was wearing a sword and I had to quick pull out a bookmark and explain, I'm just an author. It's, it's a costume. Here, here's my book. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're an author. Move along. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, we understand this now. Yes. So the sword fighting in the, in the backyard could be a very real thing around here. Oh, absolutely. And costuming, <laughs> costuming is so much fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
I do. I do a. I do a great Willy Wonka costume. I tell you what. Ooh. I do a great Wonka. Okay. Cool. Next one on my list: the Restorer's pet moose, Regis. Oh, um, danger in the North Woods, and let's see, moose steak for dinner. <laughs> and moose steak for dinner. There you go. Okay. We have we have mooses here in Minnesota. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My daughter was canoeing up. Uh, in the northern part of Minnesota, came around a bend, and there was a moose like 10 feet in front of her. And they're, they're kind of scary because they're big. Yeah, those are big animals. I didn't know Minnesota had mooses. That's fantastic. And bears. I saw a bear a couple weeks ago. We were up north at a friend's cabin and sitting on the deck, just sipping tea. <laughs> and suddenly this something moved, and I turned my head to see it because I thought maybe it was a neighbor's dog or something. And it was a bear. Wow big furry bear and I I just sat there kind of frozen and I looked at my husband and I said it's a bear <laughs> and, and the bear turned and looked at us and then just kept ambling away so it wasn't scary like if it had like reared up or roared or something it would have been scary but that was very cool yeah that is cool yeah man the props of living in Minnesota yeah Dang. you don't have you don't have any mooses in Oklahoma huh this is true we have no mooses we oh, have an utter true. lack of mooses. We have other interesting things, but, you know, I mean, not very many of them. Do you have bears? You know, I've never seen a bear over here. I know. I think we may have one or two of them in a, kind of southern Oklahoma, like southwest Oklahoma, but otherwise, no, not really. We have coyotes every once in a while. We had one in our backyard. Oh, really? Yeah. Not too long ago. Yep. And uh, turkeys. We we have these turkeys that keep going behind our back fence. <laughs> well, that's nice when it's getting close to Thanksgiving. It is. I mean, we can't do anything about it because we live in a... Oh, this is a great story. Oh, my gosh. You're going to think this is hilarious. You come into Elk City, right? That's where I live. It's Elk City, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You come in from the west, and you see this great big green sign that says, Elk City is a bird sanctuary. A hundred feet behind that sign... <laughs> is a Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I want to know who put that side there and if they knew what they were doing. That's so awesome. That, that's, that's Oklahoma. That's like, that sums up Oklahoma as a whole. Okay, I've got a couple more of these titles. We have to do them because I think they're funny. The, rest- right. the Restorer's Bowl of Wheat Thins. Oh, um, epic crunching ensues. <laughs> I can see it on a poster. That'd be beautiful. <laughs> the restorer's favorite color. Oh, dear. Um, oh, magenta. No, I don't know. You make up one for this one. <laughs> the res- You're the marketing guy. You the log line for the restorer's favorite color. <laughs> the restorer's favorite c- color. Mysterious rainbows come forth. Oh, <laughs> but, that's good. See, but to what sinister end? <laughs> yes, you see, you're studying marketing. This, this is the stuff that just eludes me totally. Writing, writing proposals, synopsis, log lines, back cover copy, it gives me a migraine. Seriously. I, can, I would rather write a 400-page novel than write the back cover copy. <laughs> wow. Jim Moriarty. Hi. I'll be reading a poem today titled Frodo by Rebecca Morgan. 
his name meant wise by experience, yet that knowledge he did not want, knowledge of what lay in the shadows of Mordor Black. His name meant wise by experience, he did not want to go and feel the eyes seeking him through the shadows of Mordor Black. His name meant wise by experience, and looking at those he loved, he could not let the eyes seek them through the shadows of Mordor Black. His name meant wise by experience, and wisdom he got each day, showing mercy and carrying his burden through the shadows of Mordor Black. His name meant wise by experience, now he is home, his burden released, yet the shadows still haunt him, the shadows of Mordor Black. His name meant wise by experience, he left long ago seeking peace. Yet with the knowledge that he saved his friends from the shadows of Mordor Black. To submit your own boring poetry readings, go to thatguywiththehat.com. See you there. Okay, I've got one last restore title for you. Okay, but you have to help me with it if I can't think of something. This is my favorite. If you give a restorer a cookie... Um, don't take it back because the restorer will come at you with his sword wow that got dark fast (laughs) maybe just because i'm hungry don't you dare take this with my cookie don't mess with the restorer and the cookie (laughs) well thanks for letting me throw that at you impromptu that was a lot of fun Oh, that was fun. I can, I, I appreciate people who can, like, I can, you know, you as a student of marketing, I appreciate the fun that you can have with that whole concept. Oh, it's so much fun. It's just, it's just a fun field for me. And the more I get into it, the more I'm like, yes, I like this. I dig this. That's and cool. Be- because marketing these days is just, it's boring. It's bland. Mm-hmm. And there's no fun to it. And now I'm like, I'm, I'm editing this ridiculous cat into other people's novel covers. <laughs> you, 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 you may see that on Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it's so much fun. I love it. I love it. Now, hey, I had, I had a reader question for you. Sure. Um, and this is something that I just run into all the time. And I know it's a more serious uh, question, but I mean, it's the one thing that these Christian authors are the young Christian authors are trying to do and it's it's to weave in their Christian themes into fiction without cheese without yeah. making it and without being preachy without and being preachy. handed yep and and we've seen it done so many times horribly yeah and yeah. Uh, one of your readers I was talking to specifically uh, she she said that you had done that pretty well in your story you had managed to uh, to not cheese it up and uh, so that was just kind of a question Thank you. Um, yeah, I, first of all, I know Christians wrestle with this and, and I always want to say right away, Christian writers are called to different callings. Mm-hmm. So some are called to just write really fun, entertaining stories and that's fine. And others are called to write things with really direct spiritual themes that are very overt and that's fine too and we all have different callings and i appreciate the work of all different writers and what they're trying to do so there isn't one you know it's not one size fits all kind of a thing and so for me 
it's not a matter of, oh, do I have to stick in something spiritual to make this valuable? It's, I get to explore the spiritual side of life. I get to do that in my stories. Whereas a lot of secular publishers wouldn't allow that. Mm -hmm. And so writing for the Christian, for a Christian publisher, I get to, you know, dig into the, you know, the physical conflict, the emotional conflict, but also the spiritual conflict that a character has. And I think one of the things that's really important is that you're not, you're not starting out saying, here is the lesson I want to teach that awful reader who's picking up the book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a VeggieTale episode. Yeah, exactly. You're, you want to have love for your reader. And when you want to share something in love, it's not, you're not setting yourself above them. You're exploring a question with them. Yeah. And so I like to raise spiritual questions and, you know, some of that has to do with doubt. Some, a big issue in my books is always, why does the Christian life get so much harder than you expected it to? And, you know, <laughs> you. there's, you know, it's like, oh, become a Christian and now everything's peachy. Um, actually, everything can get much more difficult. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so those are the kinds of questions I like to explore. And if you let a character be honest about their doubts and their fears and their questions um, and their interactions with God, then God can be in the story in a very organic and authentic way. And it doesn't feel like it's forced in there, shoehorned into the story where it doesn't belong. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty overt. I mean, my character is like in The Deliverer, she's a song keeper. That's the equivalent of like the music director of a church. I mean, she's, her whole life is about serving the one and teaching others the verses. And she begins the story, she's on what would be like a missionary trip. Hmm. So I'm very overt with my character's passion for knowing God and grappling with that whole issue. So I'm, I, I, I hope that Christian writers won't shy away from it and be afraid of it but yeah. they will keep, keep trying to find ways to make it authentic and organic to the story. Because I think it's, it's incredibly valuable. And I've seen a trend that Christian writers are wanting to attract a broader audience. And so they're trying to have less and less that even mentions God. And that kind of makes me sad. And like I said, some, that's what some people are called to. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That fills a certain need in the market also. But... I don't ever want to be ashamed of the fact that I'm a servant of God and my characters are going to be exploring that and I'm going to continue to explore that and that's going to show up in my stories. Does that answer it a that little bit? That answers it beautifully. That is okay. a really good perspective. I ask a lot of people the question and everyone has a different answer in how they approach it. Mm -hmm. And I'm still forming mine, you know? I'm, I'm going through here and I'm like, you know what? How much of this do I want to be overtly Christian? I mean, in my current novel, which is a dystopian comedy... Yeah, that's it's pretty great. <laughs> so, so they're cracking jokes as they're all dying of horrible plagues and zombie apocalypses and. <laughs> well, I, ha I haven't introduced zombies quite yet, so. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's but, yeah. it's very it's very Douglas Adams. Okay. Okay. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, when I look at that, I'm like, okay, how much how much Christian life can I bring into this? I mean, where where does that work for me? Should I just write a funny story and just throw at it to my heart's content, or should I find ways for my Christian themes to come in here, or do I just not worry about it and let the themes come up as they go? 
Yeah. So I really, I, I really like your perspective on it. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid of if, if there's a character who has spiritual questions or spiritual needs in the story, don't shy away from it, letting that character explore that. Um, but, but yeah, don't try to force a Christian message over a story that's organically going along fine on its own. So you'll, you'll figure that out. Yeah, building collapses and one of my secondary characters and the main characters is like, oh my gosh, why does God let bad things happen to good people? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to quite do that. But <laughs> yeah, no, even worse, another character just happens to be strolling by and gives him the answer. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, a random priest appears. Yes, yes. Pulls out a Bible and says, "Well, according to Job." And, yes. I may actually do this now. This might be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I could take it in a whole new direction. I kind of dig this. Thank you, Sharon. Now I know what I'm writing this afternoon. <laughs> Okay, well, we're about out of time. Where can people find you, like online? Do you have a Facebook, Twitter? Where where are we at? I'm all over the place. My website is SharonHink.com. Hink is spelled H-I-N-C-K. So SharonHink.com, you can find all my books and find my blog and find all kinds of little extras and freebies and fun things to explore. And then I'm on Facebook. Just Google Sharon Hink or, you know, search for it on Facebook. And I tweet occasionally but very badly i have just not gotten the hang of twitter yet but i'm there so you can <laughs> <laughs> grudgingly there oh, that's that's almost how i feel it's just like i i have listeners on twitter and that's why i'm on twitter but otherwise it's like i mean 140 characters really oh, that's all you're gonna give us oh no joke i'm so serious yeah exactly it's <laughs> So, but it's I fun. Can't, I can't leave a an answering machine message to a friend that's not like five minutes long. So, yeah, com- compressing things down to a tweet is just impossible for me. But at the yes, same, I am I am there too for people who are really into Twitter. There's I occasionally post something and so yeah. Despite its limitations, you know it was cool. I I made a post about Chipotle the other day, and Chipotle came and favored in my post. So I was like, hey, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place to connect with with people that you might not otherwise connect with. Yeah, it's absolutely. kind of fun the way that can happen, and and I I go there to read what other people are doing and kind of watch watch fun things that are going on and people's interactions, but I don't dive in too often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And everyone they can find your books on Amazon, and that first book in your sort of lyric series, the the Restorer, is free. Is free on Kindle and. Um, for other great Christian speculative fiction, sci-fi, fantasy, and a whole range of of thing of things within the genre, they can go to the Enclave, Enclave. publisher site, and you'll yes. see the whole list of everything that Enclave has published, which is just some top-notch, wonderful authors and a just a variety of genres. I love the range that we're seeing now. It's not you too. Yeah, isn't that cool? It is so cool. I mean, we got we got uh, Enclave's got steampunk, they've got sci-fi, and they they have different forms of sci-fi. They have some comedy in there. I mean, it's yeah. just so good. I really dig what Enclave is doing. Bless yeah. you, Enclave, for not publishing Amish romance except for that <laughs> one Amish romance series, which is the best. <laughs> 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 so bless you, Uncle Well, Sharon, I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been really fun, Daniel. And blessings on your writing. I, I think it's just super cool, the 
the stuff that you're studying and learning and piecing together. And so I know you're going to have some great stories out there in the future. Well, we can hope so. <laughs> we can hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, just write about the restorers. If you give the restorer a cookie, I see that as an excellent sequel, a nice spin-off series. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll get in touch with you about that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thanks, All right. Daniel. Well, thank you. You have an excellent day. I'll talk with you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Listen to this. Tell me, have you seen the marvelous breadfish? You're listening to the Very Serious Writing Show. And that's a wrap. Well, hey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I say that every day that I'm on, but I do appreciate it. And what do I mean by tuning in? This isn't a radio station. How are you all tuning in? I mean, it sounds a lot better than thank you all for clicking on the SoundCloud leak. SoundCloud link, or or thank you all for downloading this episode on iTunes, because I mean that's that's just kind of boring, but it's it's much more accurate. Oh, who cares? Anyway, you can download the Restorer on Amazon for freezies, like totally legits, for reals. You can go do that. It's free. I think it's still free. I haven't checked in a while. Should I go check that? Yeah, I should probably check that. <laughs> Amazon.com The Restore Yes, it is still free on Kindle on Amazon.com so you can go get that and you can enjoy it to your heart's content. You can continue to talk with Sharon Hink on Facebook and Twitter. She is there in both of the places. It's pretty nice. And I've tagged her in this post, so, hey, if you're listening on Facebook, you can go see her right now. Send her a friend request. I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. And me, of course, you can follow me on the Facebooks, the Twitters, and the Goodreads. I finally finished Orson Scott Card's last book in the Ender Quartet, uh, Children of the Mind, and it was pretty good. And now I'm trying to decide what to read next. I'm between starting on the Raven Cycle, um, starting the Thrawn Trilogy, or... Maybe those are the two I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at those two. If if you all read them, read one of those, let me know down in the comments which one I should read because I honestly don't know at the moment. Let me know. It'll be great. Well, I will see you all again Monday. I will have Morgan Bussey in studio. She's another Enclave author and she is also equally cool. Equally cool to Sharon Hink. So that will be lots of fun. Thanks again, guys, and you have a lovely Thursday. <laughs>